0: It must be love, love, love. It must be love, love, love. <laughs> it must be love. Are you in love? Have you been in love? Is love important to you? The experts suggest that love is one of the basic human needs. And we've all got different descriptions for what love is because some people love ice cream and I love my puppy dogs. And I also love my husband. He's my, my partner. And I'm sharing this with you because uh, Kayman and I have been married now for 25 years. We've had just had our 25th wedding anniversary. And because of that, a lot of people ask, how do you stay married and happy, still hold hands, still massively in love and in lust after 25 years? And I'm not an expert in the area, uh, except that I've been married before, so I had a practice run. I've now been married to a beautiful man for 25 years. And I have lived in multiple countries around the world, uh, worked in and when I say I don't work, that was a really silly thing I just said. I've been involved in many organizations, uh, health clubs, gyms, personal training studios, big corporate businesses. Uh, I've, I've been involved with a lot of people. And the reason I share that with you is that often, uh, and in particularly in a female conversation, relationships come up. Uh, whether people are happy or unhappy. And unfortunately, a lot of people share with me how unhappy they are in their relationship, which is consequently why when you've been married for 25 years and you love your husband and you're still passionately in love with him, people say, how do you do that? And I'm I'm a, a person who loves to look at what A, the experts say, but more importantly, I'm really interested in the people that have been married for 50 years 70 years uh, they've only ever had one partner uh, and that they are passionately in love they still uh, respect and I think that word is really important because we often use the word love and if you look at how many love songs there are in the world and how many of those have the word respect involved in the lyric it's very rare because is it possible that if you respect somebody uh, that the love process becomes very, very easy. So there's a great question. What is it, and I'll start at the very beginning, what is it that you want in a partner? What's important to you? And I call it your non-negotiable standards. So what are the things that you would never accept in a relationship and what are the things that you must have, or have in a relationship? And I always share with much passion and enthusiasm that my father sat me on his knee, and I remember this as a tiny little girl, I think four or five years of age, and he said to me, when you get married, when you meet the person that you think you want to spend the rest of your life with, make sure they've got a really good sense of humor and make sure that they're really smart. And, of course, the reason for those two things is you've now got a person who can really deal with life. If they're intelligent, they can critically think about how to find solutions for big challenges. They're going to be a smart person is going to take you through life uh, with, with great uh, insight into the things that could happen and how to fix the bad things that happen. And if you've got a sense of humour, you can deal with all of those so much better. And of course, laughing. If you're not laughing every day, what's the point of living? So I, I was taught at a very young age to, that your Rowe, your non-negotiable standards should be somebody that's really smart and really funny. Uh, you're going to have your own. There are going to be things in, in a relationship that are really important to you. And it might come from uh bad relations relationships that you've had and you now know what you don't want so what you're wanting in in a relationship now is something that you you didn't have in your past relationships but i think the most important thing once you've got a set of standards that you're going to that you want in a relationship a set of standards that are important to you could the more important question be am i that person because why the hell would we attract somebody into our life Who isn't that person? So if I want to attract an intelligent, funny person into my life, I better be training and educating myself on a regular basis. It's not about IQ and it's not about university degrees it's just about the desire to keep learning because the human brain is designed to learn it's designed to be educated it's designed to keep coming up with solutions to challenges so if we keep forcing our brain to learn we will be a person who is intelligent and we've all got different intelligences I think that's really important to take note of some people have intelligence intelligence for numbers, for art, for sport, for business, for singing. There's all sorts of geniuses, all sorts of intelligence. Uh, and isn't it awesome when you meet somebody who's really passionate about their intelligence? Uh, and then if they've got a sense of humor to match, that's awesome. And I'm just sharing with you again because I'm obviously passionate about those two things. But what are your things and are you that person? How could you attract somebody into your life? If you want somebody with a sense of humor, you'd better be funny. If you want somebody who's healthy, fit and strong, you better be healthy, fit and strong. If you want somebody that's successful in business, then you need to have the, the, even the ability to talk about successful business. So best study what makes a successful business. So they're just some things to consider. So what do you want in a relationship? And then are you that person? And then when you meet that person, if you have the privilege, and there's two parts to that. One is you may never meet that person, but doesn't matter because if you are the person that you want to be and you love and respect yourself, it's possible that you'll never be lonely and you don't need a relationship. And I've got lots of people in my life like that because they can't find the right person because it's very difficult to find intelligent, funny, Positive solution finding, gorgeous people with open minds who aren't judgmental, and they're just some of the things that have come out of people's mouths in the last couple of days. It's very difficult to find those kind of people now. It seems that the world has become very judgmental, unfit and healthy, lazy, undisciplined, and it's very difficult to find. If you're that, if you're the person who wants to be successful and have a great life, it's difficult now to find people that want to do that. But Perhaps you don't have to, and that's what people have shared with me over the last couple of days. And the reason for that is because I've, we've just had a wedding anniversary, there's been a lot of conversation about how do you stay married for 25 years. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll respond with this. I love K-Man. He's a, the he's a most beautiful man in every way, shape, and form. And I am i don't know, and I'll never say never, but if anything ever happened to him, I can't imagine that I would ever want to have anybody else in my life. Uh Here's the thing: when you really like and respect yourself, is it possible that you don't need anybody else? You might. It might be nice to have somebody else, and, they, and shouldn't that be all relationships? that people add value to your life and they are not your life. It's one of the things I hate about love songs. Most love songs, I turn them off really quickly because it's all about you're my other half, I can't live without you, Uh, if you left me, I would die, those kind of songs. I have no time for those because if you're an independent, powerful, passionate, positive person, are you more likely to attract an independent, powerful, passionate, positive person? And I'll use again my father as an example. My father knew that he was going to die and he gave me a a very important talking to and it was a very strong uh, fatherly advice chat. He said, do not be sad for me. I've had a fantastic life. I've had overcome major challenges. I've lived my life. Now you go and live yours. And if you're sad one day because your father's died and you stop that stop that stops you from achieving your goals and being the best that you can be and aiming to get better and better, then I haven't been a good father. That was my father's advice. So do not be be sad for me, do not cry for me, go and live your life. And one of the beautiful things that I always just have a conversation with myself. My father was an excellent speaker in public and face-to-face. He just had this ability to communicate. He had a great sense of humor and he was really smart. And every time I go and do a corporate chat or I speak in front of any group of people, particularly a large group of people, I always feel my father, it's like he's whispering in my ear and he's, he's sharing with me, I'm really proud of you because you're doing what you love. You're doing what you were born to do. And that's why I had you because I wanted children who were born to, to live, not born to exist. How about that? So I'm sharing that with you, that the people that you bring into your life, the people that you attract into your life, your personal relationships, if it's about, I need you, I can't live without you, I would die if you weren't here, is it possible that that's too much pressure to put on another human being? Uh, would it be a really good idea to be a powerful, passionate, positive individual person who then attracts that kind of person into your life? So there's only it's three simple things there. What are you looking for? Are you that person? And then when you have that person in your life, treat them with respect. Uh, people often say to me, "Roy, K-man travels." And this in this particular year, the year of our twenty-fifth wedding anniversary, K-man's got lots of overseas trips to go and fight. I'm not going with him at this stage because we've got a family of four beautiful puppy dogs. So I'm going to stay home and be mama with the puppy dogs. You know how many women have said to me, "How can you let K-man travel overseas by himself?" <laughs> I don't let K-man do anything. K-Man does what K-Man does because he's a passionate, independent person. And Rowie does what she does because she's a passionate, independent person. I don't ever ask K-Man, can I please, is it okay? I just live my life and I share with him what I'm doing. He does exactly the same thing. He doesn't say, can I please go to? He comes home and says, I've booked my ticket to go to Italy or Germany or Argentina. He fights all over the world. And I love it. I love that he is a powerful, passionate, independent man who goes to do his thing. And he certainly doesn't need my permission to do that. It's called respect for the other person in your life. We are not two, he's not my other half. We are two independent people. And that's just what I want to share with you. If you're giving, if you're compromising or sacrificing any part of you for another person, how does that make you feel? I don't want to do that. I wish I didn't have to do that, but I'm going to do that because why? I don't want man to sacrifice or compromise anything for me or vice versa. So how do I show him that I respect him? How do I share with him that I love him? And that's a really important question that I was taught again a very long time ago and comes from a fantastic book called The Love Languages. Is it possible that the way to make somebody feel special, important, worthwhile, the, the way to share with somebody that you love them could be different for everybody. So the way I like to be told that I'm loved could be different than my partner, and that, that that's why that book is so powerful because it points out that people have different languages for love. Some people feel really loved when they're kissed and cuddled and touched because touch is their love language. Some people need to be shown that they are loved by mow the lawn, empty the dishwasher fold the washing, wash the car. Uh, There are some women who share with me that when their husband folds the washing, washes the car, uh, takes the rubbish out, they get physically, uh, sexually excited because their husband's done something for them. It's called active service, and it's a beautiful love language. So if there's a husband that's saying to his wife, I love you and want to cuddle you, but she wants him to take out the rubbish, we've now got somebody speaking Japanese and the other person speaks German. It doesn't connect well. Some people like words, written words on a piece of paper. Other people like spoken words. Some people like to have a song. Some people like actual gifts. So there's some people who share with me that when my partner buys me a new pair of shoes or they buy me a new shirt or they buy me a, a new piece of jewelry, it just, it, it just, I get excited. <laughs> it makes me love them even more. There's other people I've seen them where their partners bought them a piece of jewelry, a very expensive piece of jewelry, and they've thrown it back at their partner and said, oh, why can't you just tell me that you love me? Why do you have to give me gifts all the time? Because obviously their love language is words, not gifts. So there's a great question to ask. If you have a set of standards for the kind of people that you want to have in your life, You are that person, you've attracted those people into your life, are you now chatting to them, speaking to them, communicating with them in their language, not yours? And the most beautiful story, and I share this on a regular basis, I had a a client who was not getting on with her husband, she shared with me in many swear words that she was not happy with her husband. And all I asked was a simple question because she told me that all he ever does is touch her and every time he touches her, he wants to have sex with her. And she said, I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. So I just asked a simple question. When was the last time you touched him the way he likes to be touched? Because she was expecting him to speak in her language, but she wasn't aiming to speak in his language. There's another great book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People which talks about... Seek first to understand before you seek to be understood. So that's called being selfless rather than selfish. Because a lot of people say, he just doesn't treat me the way I want to be treated. But there's the question. Are you treating the other person the way they want to be treated? Are you speaking to them in their love language? This woman got it straight away and we we did some beautiful things together. Uh, we bought some lingerie. We bought some candles. We bought some roast lamb uh we bought a barry white cd which is obviously this is an old story but he loved barry white and sexy love songs and she called him at his office and said i'd like you to come home now there's a much extended story to that and when we're together and if you want to hear the rest of the story she said to me always shared with me please Rowie, share this story because it changed my life so she spoke to him in his language rather than expecting him to speak to her in her language beautiful thing is, she was my client at the time, I was her personal results coach. Uh, She disappeared for three months because her husband took her on an overseas holiday and their whole relationship was completely reignited because she took or made the effort to speak to him in his language rather than expecting him to speak to her in her language. So there's just something to consider. What is your partner's love language? Do you know what it is? And are you speaking to them on on a regular basis in the way that they like to be spoken to, touched, written about, done things for, bought gifts for, invested time in? For some people, their love language is simply time. It's one of those beautiful quotes again. How does a child spell love? T-I-M-E. Most children would just love their parents to invest some time with them. Parents buy them presents and they take them on expensive holidays and they do things for them, but wouldn't it be nice to invest time with your children? Now, that, that, if that's not their love language, that's not going to work, but it's just a beautiful quote, and I'm just sharing that with you. I don't have any children, so it's just a thing that I'm going to throw out there. Uh, the next beautiful thing I'm going to share, and it's just a very personal thing, uh Kayman and I have been married for 25 years with lots of ups and downs and challenges and all sorts of things but the reason that we're still together and the reason things are so awesome is we are we are in the habit of the habit of saying I love you. It's not a, just a random I love you. It's the first thing we say to each other in the morning is I love you. It's the, the we don't say anything else to anybody. We look at each other and we say I love you because it's really important even if it's not your love language. I want you to know that I love you. The next thing we do is say what we're thankful for and what we're looking forward to. And at the end of the day, we've now got a new thing. We've, we'll, we've tried all different kinds, but now we just share at the end of the day, it's the habit of why was today a great day? What did we do today that made today a really great day? So I love you. What are we thankful for? What are we looking forward to? And what made today a really great day? And then, because k knows my love language and I know his love language, we're constantly communicating in completely different ways. But it works beautifully because we understand those two love languages. So I want to share with you just a couple of very, these are very personal stories. k wrote me a book. It's got 100 pages. And the book's called The 100 Reasons I Love You. 100 Reasons I Love You. Now, it's easy to find three, four, five, but when you get to 100, when 75, 87, 92, 99, 100, there's some very beautiful things in that book. It's one of the most beautiful gifts that's ever been given to me. Now, words are not written words, technically not my love language, but to receive a gift like that was so incredibly special. I also share my, my ring story where he bought me ring. a ring. For no reason, a very expensive diamond ring it wasn 't our anniversary it wasn 't my birthday it wasn 't christmas it wasn 't valentine 's day. Uh, we had been out shopping and he said, "I bought some carrots, which was bizarre because we don 't eat carrots technically we do We have been buying carrots of late for the neighbor 's horse and we did buy carrots for the donkeys that we used to have, but we don't at this time we didn 't have any reason to have carrots. And he opened a tiny little box, and of course there was a beautiful diamond ring in there for no reason. And that's a beautiful thing about, uh, to get a Christmas gift, to get a birthday gift, to get an anniversary gift, to get a Valentine's Day gift, it's kind of, it's become a bit expected, hasn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to do unexpected things for your partner, things that, that they go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. And it's, a, it's one of the very special reasons why I wear jewellery. All of my jewellery, my beautiful husband has bought for me. Uh, and that was one of the most beautiful experiences. I just bought this for you because I love you for no other reason. No special event, just because I love you. And then I want to share with you, this is a personal thing. I say to myself when I'm, and I call it meditating every day, when I take my puppy dogs out, I say out loud my goals, what I'm thankful for, my gratitude list. And it takes about half an hour. And I say it out loud and share it with my puppy dogs while we're running. One of the things, of course, I say that I'm thankful for, I say I'm thankful for my gorgeous husband, Cayman. But I've now put that into an alphabetical, and I say it loud. I'm thankful for my gorgeous husband came in. I'm thankful for my awesome, amazing, action oriented came in. I'm thankful for my bold, brave came in. I'm thankful for my cool, courageous, calm came in. I'm thankful for my driven and determined came in. I'm thankful for my energetic came in. I'm thankful for my fun, funny, fit, and fabulous came in. I'm thankful for my gorgeous came in. I'm thankful for my happy, healthy came in. I'm thankful for my intelligent came in. I'm thankful for my genius came in because that's how I it. Bill Genius with a J. I'm thankful for my K-Mac K-Man because he has a martial arts school called K-Man's Martial Arts Club. So I'm thankful for my K-Mac K-Man. I'm thankful for my legend K-Man. I'm thankful for my mighty K-Man. I'm thankful for my never give up came in came in. I'm thankful for my optimistic came in. I'm thankful for my passionate and positive came in. I'm thankful for my resilient came in. I'm thankful for my sexy strong came in. I'm thankful for my tough came in. I'm thankful for my understanding came in. I'm thankful for my very gorgeous came in. I'm thankful for my wise came in. I'm came in. I'm thankful for my exciting came in. I'm thankful for my young and getting younger came in. I'm thankful for my zooming came in. And I've developed that over a little while. And I every time something extra special comes into our lives, I, I might change a word. But it's something that I say to myself every day. And about once a week, I will share it with K-Man. I'll just say, k did you know that I'm very thankful for my action-oriented, amazing K-Man? And I, I share them from A to Z. I'm sharing that with you because if you want great relationships, they don't fall out of the sky in a pretty pink box. You actually have to... And I don't like the word work. You have to want to be part of a relationship and you have to want to make it beautiful without compromise, without sacrifice, but with respect and with love so that you can sing every day. I love my life because I love the people in my life. I love who I am and I love the people in my life and I love my life. I love my life and I love Cayman. Woohoo!